I put the utmost importance on building rapport with patients, developing a true relationship. Um, because yes, you're a client, you're a patient, but ultimately we're here to work together. So it's as much of me as it is of you. We're going to go through the process together and, and make decisions together and develop a true relationship. So you're not just coming into PT to, to improve your health and improve your condition, but you're coming to PT to have a good time, to build friendships, to basically enjoy your time while going through the rehabilitation process. So I really focus on developing a good relationship right away. Welcome to the PT Rebels podcast. This is the place to learn how you can become a PT Rebel and take charge of your own health and wellness. We will help you find answers to your questions about pain, injury, and the path towards healing in the most efficient and effective way possible. I'm your host, Dr. Gina Fick. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. On today's episode, I wanted to welcome Mason Perry. Mason is our new physical therapist here on staff, and we are super excited to have him in the clinic and also to have him on the podcast today. And I wanted to take the opportunity to introduce him to you all so you could get to know him better before you come into the clinic and get a glimpse into Mason's background, experience level, and kind of what his goals are for the future. Mason, welcome. It's nice to have you on the podcast. Thanks for having me, Gina. I'm super excited. So Mason, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? Where'd you go to school? What activities did you do? High school, college? Tell us about all of that. Absolutely. So I'm originally from Rochester, New York. Everyone here is New York and I think New York City. It's actually more Western New York or upstate New York, closer to Buffalo if you guys are more familiar with that. So yeah, I grew up in Rochester, New York. Since moving to Colorado, I've been telling all my patients that we get 300 days of sun here. If you ever go to Rochester, New York, there's about 300 days of cloud. About the exact opposite, but that's one of the reasons I came out. Yeah, grew up playing soccer, played soccer year round, went on to play soccer at Rochester Institute of Technology, RIT, where I also studied biomedical science. So I played soccer there for two years until some injuries prevented me from going forward and and moving on with that. So I stopped playing after the end of my sophomore year and, um, and dove into the coaching side of things, dove into the athletic training room. And really that's where I solidified my passion for physical therapy. So yes, unfortunate that I was unable to keep playing, but really it was a blessing in disguise because it allowed me to, to move forward with my real career with, with physical therapy and treating patients. Went on from RIT to Marist College in Poughkeepsie, New York. And that's where I studied physical therapy for three years. I had four rotations, two of which were local in New York. And then I went on to uh, the VA in Salt Lake City for a few months. And that was a really awesome experience before coming out to Denver and finishing up my final rotation um, before joining the team here at Thick PT and Performance. So that's a little bit about me. So Mason, how did you find out about Thick PT and Performance? Yeah. So when I was in Denver for my last rotation, I was looking for a real quality clinic to work for. So I want to find, I wanted to find a clinic that prioritizes patient care, right? A clinic that offers one-on-one services, that offers um, services that put the patient first and allows them to get better as fast as possible while also tailoring the treatment to their goals. Uh, So I was looking on Google and and searching for a a clinic that would do that. And Fit PT and Performance was was really the clinic that stood out in that sense. As I mentioned, I play soccer, so I have an interest in sports and I knew I wanted to go into the orthopedic sports realm. And that's what PT and performance specializes in. Was very excited to to come across that. And after speaking with Gina and having a few conversations, I knew it was going to be the right fit. We're so happy you're here. Ironically, Mason applied 
I believe in end of December, early January. And when I was looking over Mason's resume, I was just really impressed by his experience and the fact that he had had some really solid background with his clinical rotations and also just being an athlete. I thought he that would really serve us well in terms of his ability to relate to our clients. And so Mason applied and we had a couple of really good interviews and I was searching back through to find your resume. And when I was looking back on my emails, I saw that you had emailed us back in like November, maybe yeah. wanting to shadow in the clinic. And we were so busy with the move and everything. I, I usually don't miss emails. Somehow I missed the email and I thought, oh my goodness, this guy already reached out to us in November. <laughs> he's, he's really interested in our practice. And so by that time, I think we'd already decided that we wanted to hire you. But I don't know, sometimes those things happen. You look back and it felt like it was meant to be. That was pretty cool. I think you were actually a listener on the podcast, weren't you? So yeah. tell us where you started listening and what resonated with you in, in the podcast. Yeah, so I was tuning into some podcasts before I interviewed here. just wanted to get to know Gina, get to know the clinic. And one of the first PT Rebels podcasts I listened to was with Susanna Rogers, a clinician from Alaska. And I was listening to Gina speak with her and converse back and forth with her. And I could tell that... Um, this was going to be a, a good clinic to end up at. It's going to be a high level clinic where, like I mentioned before, they focus on the patient's goals and, and prioritize that. Yeah, I remember Suzanne and I did that podcast because we were really wanting to talk about mentorship. It was the original goal of the podcast, but we, we talked about a lot of things on that podcast episode. It was a long episode. And one of the things that we want to discuss is the importance of being an innovative clinic, our clinic model as far as being cash pay and, and wanting to serve our clients well and also wanting to model that for new graduates and wanting to show new graduates kind of a better way than maybe some of the clinics that we had been in. And so we our clinics are very similar. Suzanne and I talk quite frequently and are really encouragers of each other and our business and supporters. And so we did that podcast as a way to say, this is why we do things the way we do and why we do things differently. And not to say that we have it all figured out, that we're perfect, we're not, but we're really trying to grow and develop a business that really serves our clients well and puts them first. Mason, can you tell us in some of either clinical experiences that you've had, either as a patient in the medical system or observation some pitfalls of clinics that you have seen and why you chose this practice model over those. Absolutely. So far too often in the PT world, from my experience, there's clinics that see multiple patients in an hour or in 30 minutes, whatever their time term may be. Like I said, putting the patient first is the number one priority. And in my opinion, if a clinician is seeing three, four patients all at once, no matter how hard they try, yes, they're going to try to provide the best care that they possibly can. But if they're in a, a model where that is the way that they serve their clients, it's impossible for them to put their best foot forward. So you're not going to get the same level of quality of care when someone's attention is divided three times. But yes, obviously the clinicians are still good. And they're going to uh, treat you the best that they can. But sometimes when a business model like that, it just makes it a lot more difficult. One-on-one um, -on -one care is really, in my opinion, the best quality of care. And so that was one pitfall of some other clinics that I've that I've been to or that I've experienced as a patient myself. Another pitfall of PT, I would say, is that some of these clinics are more cookie cutter clinics. They provide the same treatments to everyone. Oh, you have back pain? Okay, here's the same 10 exercises, to do, right? Uh, that's not how PT should be done. You should listen to the patient. You should talk to them and find out, okay, what's your activity level? What are your goals? What do you want to get back to? What kind of movements are you doing? That way we can specialize the treatment and make it individually tailored to you 
to not only allow you to get better in the most efficient manner, but to allow you to get back to what you want to be doing because ultimately that's the most important, right? I'd say those are two general things that unfortunately occur in the PT world. Yeah, I think one example of being able to spend time and value and listen to our patients happened last night. We had a discovery visit, a client who came in, a potential client who came in and had found us online. And as a younger patient who has a pretty big surgery coming up, he had questions about what his post-op would look like. And he's been limited because of a physical condition that he has. He's been limited in his ability to get out there and do the sports and activities that he loves. And so one of the things that I just the ability to listen to him, he was able to share what his upcoming goals are. And I think from that initial conversation, when he calls our front desk to that meeting with us, we're able to form that connection and hopefully an initial level of trust where he realizes, all right, these guys actually care. There are some clinics who do that. There are a lot of clinics who don't when they don't feel like it's a very personalized experience. That's one thing that we really want to provide from the time that they call us to the time that they leave, that they know that we truly care about them as an individual. And we care about helping them get back to the things that they love and enjoy because that can really significantly affect their quality of life long term. This client was telling us last night he's newly married, wants to have children, wants to get out and be able to enjoy life again. So if we're able to give him some of that quality of life back, that's really huge for him. Can you tell us, Mason, what are some of your treatment philosophies when someone enters the practice and you're going to be evaluating them? What's that look like for you? What are you trying to inform in terms of relationship building and what questions are you asking them in order to help them get back to the sports and activities that they love. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's start on just talking about building rapport. I put the utmost importance on building rapport with patients, developing a true relationship. Um, because yes, you're a client, you're a patient, but ultimately we're here to work together. So it's as much of me as it is of you. We're going to go through the process together and, and make decisions together and develop a true relationship. So you're not just coming into PT to, to improve your health and improve your condition. You're coming to PT to have a good time, to, uh, to build friendships, to basically enjoy your time while going through the rehabilitation process. So I really focus on developing a good relationship um, right away. I want to get to know you. I want to know who you are. I want to know what you do. I want to know what. So that is one of my main focal points. But then moving into the actual physical therapy side of things, physical therapists are movement-based specialists. I want to analyze your movement. I want to see, okay, this is how you move. This is the changes that we can make to get you where you should be moving to. I'm a big believer in physical activity and exercise and using the exercise to strengthen you, to increase your flexibility, to increase your range of motion, to allow your body to perform in the most optimal conditions. So a lot of my treatment is going to look like that. It's going to prioritize you going through movements and you strengthening your muscles and you strengthening your body to allow you to get back to where you need to go. So that's my treatment philosophy. And combining that with pain relief techniques and things of that nature. One of the things that really stood out when operations manager Casey and myself were talking with Mason is just we could tell right away that he was able to communicate really well. And he was really passionate about building those relationships with clients and also coworkers. I think that he had a very genuine sense of caring, compassion. And I've just noticed even over the last few days, Mason, just the way that you talk to people and greet people, you make them feel very comfortable 
And so we're super excited with your ability to really build your clientele base. And if you have the opportunity just to stop by and meet Mason or get on his schedule, I think you're going to really enjoy working with him. He brings a lot of value to our practice and we're very blessed and excited to have him as a part of our practice. Can you tell us about your experience as a soccer player? Maybe a couple injuries that you went through, how that shaped your mindset in terms of wanting to work with athletes and maybe some of the ways that you think it could be done better? Yeah, absolutely. So ironically, I was pretty much injury free until my junior, senior of high school. I started playing soccer when I was very young and, and was lucky and fortunate enough to be healthy for most of the time. My junior year of high school, I was diagnosed with OCD, osteochondritis desiccans. Basically, in simple terms, it's a little piece of bone fragment that breaks off on the inside of your knee. So that little piece of bone was floating around in my knee and restricting my range of motion. I had a ton of swelling, but I was able to play through it. So I knew that I wanted to finish out the season because it was important to me. And I could postpone ultimately a surgery until the end of the season because I wasn't going to create any more damage by playing through it. I was already at that stage where the bone broke off and was free. So there wasn't going to be any more damage. So I understand athletes that are willing to do what they need to do safely, of course, but um, willing to do what they need to do to continue their season, to, to push through whatever they'd be going through for a few weeks, a few months, whatever it may be, until they can uh, prioritize rehabilitation. Um, so that was one introduction into physical therapy for me um, as a patient. Moving on from that, I went on to play uh, soccer in college. And unfortunately, in college, I had a couple of elbow dislocations. And so my freshman year, I dislocated my left elbow. My sophomore year, I dislocated my right elbow. And there was a whole story with that. But ultimately, I could have had some nerve damage to my hand. And that scared me because I wanted to be a PT, obviously. And PTs need their hands. So... That's why I stopped playing. But through those experiences, I also realized, okay, there's some clinicians, there's some clinics out there that aren't used to necessarily working with athletes. It may be lower level strengthening. It may be lower level exercises that aren't just going to challenge the patient to the level that they need to be challenged because they are athletes. They're high level athletes that are used to pushing the boundaries and pushing their bodies to the limits. So I've learned through that process as well that there's some patients that are high level and can be pushed to a next level. I think being an athlete brings a really valuable and important aspect to your treatment philosophies. It gives us the ability to really relate to maybe what that athlete is going through, not only physically, but also mentally. I think being able to identify with what our athletes are going through mentally, the mental challenges that um, you have to deal with when you go through an injury. I think it really helps us to understand and, and bond with them and be able to um, encourage them from a point that also resonates with us because we've been through that. One of the things that we discussed in the last podcast is some of the ways that Mason is going to be implementing group training classes into our practice. Some of the group training classes that we'll be offering in the next few weeks are Number one, end your back pain once and for all. So it's going to be a small group class limited to 10 people where Mason's going to be taking clients through a small group training class, teaching you mobility skills, strength and conditioning skills, also educating you on how to safely move with back pain so that you can feel confident in being able to manage any low back pain that you may have. We also have an ongoing active sports recovery class that Mason was involved with this last Wednesday, which went extremely well. It's very fun. We have a lot of runners in the group. So that's a way to 
work on recovery during the week. We also have a class for golfers called Drive the Distance. It's a strength and conditioning class and mobility class looking at the different exercises that you can do to maximize your golf swing, your driving distance, and be able to talk to Mason in a small group setting about any types of pain that you're having or limitations so that we can specifically work on those before you get back to the golf course so that you don't have to miss any time away from the course or away from spending time with your friends on the golf course. We also have a class coming up called Run Strong, and it's six weeks to bulletproof tendons. And for those of you who are looking to get back out into running specific training, we highly recommend that you make sure that you have the adequate mobility, strength, and tissue resilience in your tendons before you go back out into a structured running routine so that you don't end up having to miss time away from sport due to patellar tendonitis, Achilles tendonitis, plantar fasciitis. And that class will also be a six-week class limited to 10 people. And we are looking for those of you who are serious about a return to running in a way that you don't have to risk injury. So those are some of the small group training classes that we will be offering. Mason, I know that you're new to Colorado and you've been here for a short period of time. Tell us what you enjoy doing when you're not working as a physical therapist. What do you like to do for fun and and to stay active? Yeah, absolutely. Probably similar to many of the listeners. I came out to Colorado for all of the outdoor activities that it has to offer. I love to hike. I'm a big hiker. I've been to many national parks in the U.S. and I've done some pretty extensive hiking. So that's one of my passions outside of physical therapy. Like Gina said, I am fairly new to Colorado, so I haven't gotten out too much. I've only done 114 or so far. So I'm looking forward to getting out there and hiking a bit more. I'm also looking to get into rock climbing a bit. I have no experience with that, but that is something that I want to at least try and see and give it a go. I think it's a, I'm passionate about being active outside of physical therapy. So really any activity that combines exercise and the outdoors, I'm all for. Sign me up. I want to get into skiing as well. I, being from the East Coast, I've skied a little bit, but that hasn't been one of my primary activities outside of work. But being in Colorado, of course, some of the world's top skiing. So I want to try to experience that a little bit. Have you ever been skiing in Colorado? I've never skied in Colorado. Okay, so this will be something that you guys can talk with Mason about. Give him your top tips. You guys can send Mason some ideas. You can um, let him know when you're in the practice. Just give him some ideas for all these fun things. Maybe we'll start a bucket list for Mason and maybe we'll let him just start checking things off the box. So a couple of the local places that you can ski, like A-Basin, Copper Mountain. Love Telluride. I love Vale, Breckenridge, and Keystone. Those are pretty close. So you can get there. and knock some great skiing out. So looking forward to you being able to do that and we'll let you have a good balance of working hard in the clinic and also <laughs> getting up to have some fun. Mason, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. It was truly a pleasure. We we're very excited to have you in the clinic and for our clients and patients to get to know you. I know that they're going to benefit from the services that you have to offer and you're a great fit in the practice. Thanks for listening today. We look forward to you um, joining us next week.